The WBFO Brief Podcast is made possible by Simon Business School, presenting the Simon Games, an online business simulation competition for MBA scholarships where participants act as the CEOs of their own businesses. Learn more at simon.rochester.edu slash simongames. It's Wednesday, February 22nd. Today's WBFO Brief was recorded around 8.30 in the morning. This is WBFO News. Here's Jay Moran. Most of the region will be under winter weather advisories over the next 36 hours. Aaron Reynolds of the National Weather Service expects a mix of precipitation to complicate matters. Well, we expect it to go through today and then into tonight. And then Thursday, um, we will have a transverse transition from freezing rain over to a little bit, you know, over to rain. And then we have a cold front that comes through um, late Thursday evening. Um, and then that transitions it right back over to snow briefly. And then it basically comes to an end and we have the colder air come back in here for Friday. The winter weather advisor for Southern Erie, Cattaraugus, and Chautauqua counties begins at 10 this morning. For Buffalo and Niagara Falls, the advisory runs from 1 this afternoon until 6 p.m. Thursday. City of Buffalo officials say they're ready for what's coming. Department of Public Works Commissioner Nate Martin says salt should work to counter icy conditions, though there are some limitations. When that temperature drops to a certain level, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't do as, uh, it's not as effective, so that's something we'll monitor. But getting it out ahead of time, we've got plenty of salt. I think we've got about 3,000 tons behind us. Uh, I think another 3,500 tons. Another, so, so we have plenty of salt to handle this, so if we put a little salt out and it's not as effective, we're okay with that. Audio courtesy of WGRZ.com. And the SPCA serving Erie County is issuing a call for animal foster care volunteers. The SPA, SPCA says it receives thousands of dogs, cats, and other animals each year. Many are not ready to be adopted. Those interested in foster care should log on to yourspca.org slash foster. The Town of Cheektowaga Police Department has issued an update on Officer Troy Blackchief, who was seriously injured in the early morning hours of February 6th by a hit-and-run driver of a stolen SUV while deploying a spike strip trying to stop the vehicle along Union Road. In a release, Cheektowaga Police Chief Brian Gould said that Blackchief's condition has fluctuated over the past two weeks, noting that he suffered a skull fracture and brain injury that required immediate surgery. He has regained some consciousness and has had limited communication with his family. Meanwhile, investigation continues. Cheektowaga detectives say they're receiving assistance from both local and federal law enforcement, along with the district attorney's office, in investigating the incident. Anyone with information is urged to call the Cheektowaga police at 686-7461. Today, the start of a local monthly series called Faith Keepers, Profiles of Spiritual and religious leaders and their communities. Producer Scott Sackett visited with Reverend Raymond Allen, pastor of the Bethany Missionary Baptist Church in Niagara Falls. When you think of Niagara Falls, you might see sweeping panoramas of the Cascades with plumes of mist rising to the sky, or maybe a view from the precipice of the river roaring over the rock face. What may not come to mind are the street scenes in the city, here on the U.S. side, which paint a stark contrast to the iconic American symbol of power and promise. Empty storefronts, abandoned buildings, and dilapidated homes are signs of the entrenched poverty. Just off Pine Avenue is the old St. Joseph Elementary School that's recently been renovated as the Glynn Family Service Center. 
That's where I meet the Reverend Raymond Allen. Hi there. Thank you so much. A little cold. (laughs) Allen is the pastor of Bethany Missionary Baptist Church. He's also the interim community organizer for Niagara Organizing Alliance for Hope, or NOAA, an interfaith coalition for social change. When I ask him about NOAA's work, he takes a lesson from Martin Luther King Jr. to explain the group's philosophy and mission. Martin Luther King was involved with a gentleman that was doing justice work in the Chicago area. His name was J.H. Jackson, Reverend J.H. Jackson. And he started a soup kitchen to feed the poor. Martin Luther King says, why are they poor in the first place? So Noah addresses systemic issues. Are there systemic reasons why people are poor? Now, some of it is is personal choice. We get that. But a lot of it is systemic. So we address systemic issues of injustice. And Ellen points out that Noah's approach to social justice is all-embracing. You know, our motto is Noah amplifies the voices of the unheard in situations of injustice, no matter what color you are. Allen stepped into his current position last year. He had previously served as Noah's vice president and then as a board member. Allen says Noah is now focused on one of the biggest problems in Niagara Falls. Housing, of course, is a huge issue. I've had several people come to me. I had a, a couple, a very nice couple. They have six children all teenagers, and she showed me a video of where they was living, and it was just totally deplorable. So how can we address this huge housing issue in Niagara Falls? How can we get people out of poverty housing, uh, substandard housing, into home ownership? Because that's how you build wealth. That's how wealth is, is passed on through home ownership. At the Bethany Missionary Baptist Church, just a few blocks away, Parishioners are gathering on this Saturday morning for a special worship service and health event. Allen has been senior pastor here since 2006. Although raised at an early age in the Black Baptist Church tradition in his hometown of Bainbridge, Georgia, he accepted his calling to the ministry in an independent Pentecostal denomination. When he returned to the Baptist Church, he took some things from the Pentecostals with him. When I became the pastor... I did let the church know that I still embrace a lot of my Pentecostal distinctives. And <laughs> so they were all in favor of it. They said, yes, we're okay with drums. We're okay with the guitars, the organs, and the different. So they were okay with it. And we still do that today. Hallelujah. Willie Lee Whitaker is the church's last remaining founder. Originally from Troy, Alabama, She says Bethany started as an old-school Baptist church with traditional hymns and prayers, but over time has embraced a contemporary style. Uh, Well, the praise and worship uh, especially is is very, very uh, lively. I think we've got the best praise and worship group here in uh, the city of Niagara Falls. And um, we will be going live Facebook pretty soon so people can tune in on Sunday mornings, not just for the Sunday school, which the pastor does. He does a Sunday school, Sunday, Sunday mornings, and he is more of the, one of the most dynamic Sunday school teachers you could ever find. 
After the worship service, congregants gather downstairs for health presentations. Guest speakers give talks on diet and exercise and mental health. Reverend Laura Allen, the pastor's wife, gives an impassioned talk on spiritual health. She later encapsulates what she hoped people would take away. I think the message was that it's more than what you see when it comes to spiritual health. You have to know what you believe. St. Paul said, I know in whom I believe. So I was trying to reach out and bring a little of everybody in. But what I got across today was what I believed. You know, I know in whom I believe. After the presentations... Healthy lunch boxes are handed out. Some parishioners stay to share in fellowship. Others bundle up and take their lunch boxes home with them. As they stream out the church doors, I'm reminded of a story Pastor Allen told me when I asked him for what he prays. I live in the urban area, and there was a young lady I was noticing. I know she was hooked on, on something. I, I can't say if it was crack or alcohol. But I told my wife, I said, the next time I see this lady, I'm going to ask her, what is her name? And sure enough, on Sunday morning, we saw her. And I I pulled up, my wife rolled down the car when we asked her her name. And I told her why I was asking for her name. I said, you know what? I'm going to put you in our prayer box. We have a prayer box at Bethany. That woman is in our prayers. And, And I challenged the congregation to do that for this year. When you pass by the crack addict or the drunkard or the gambler, ask for their name and ask, do you mind if I put your name in our prayer box? So that is my prayer, that people will come to know God personally, the God of the universe personally for themselves. Now, this story was produced by Scott Sackett, and you can find this and other stories for Black History Month at our website, WBFO.org. Be sure to like or subscribe so you can help others find this podcast. And if you love it, by all means, leave a review too. The WBFO Brief Podcast and the award-winning journalism of WBFO's news team is made possible by members. Thanks for listening.